Hi, my name is Rhett Barden, and I'm the lead pastor of One Life Church, and I want to thank you for joining us today. At One Life Church, we exist to help you know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. For more information on how you can be a part, please visit us online at olc.church. Enjoy the message. If you love Jesus in this room today, if you love Jesus, can you throw your hands together one more time? Come on. Well, if you're just now joining us for the first time, it is an honor to just to stand before you today. My name is Rhett, and I, I do have the privilege, it is a privilege, to get to be the lead pastor here at One Life Church, and I believe to get to pastor the greatest church on the planet. Listen, there are a lot of great churches in this valley, and a lot of those pastors are friends of mine, and, but, but I'm just a little biased. I am so thankful that God has chosen me to live in Idaho and get to be a part of One Life Church. Anybody else glad to be a part of One Life Church and live in Idaho, man? I mean, the weather is like perfect. It's going to be like, what, 100 degrees today, everybody, I think. So if you're joining us online, which, by the way, hey, before we continue our service, let's welcome our online church family. Come on, church at the Nate Pacific Center. Throw your hands together and welcome those who are joining us online in the comfort of your own home, in AC, or in your camper, or wherever you are today. We love you, man. You are our family, and uh, we look forward to seeing you real soon. All right, you guys, as Nick had mentioned earlier, we are in a series we are calling The Best Summer Ever, and I can't wait to kind of jump into it today. But before I do, I simply want to remind you of a couple things. Come on, everybody say small groups. Small groups, what are small groups? Hey, my friends, there's an opportunity for you to connect in life-giving relationship. That's the opportunity that exists through small groups. Now, let me be honest with you, okay? A lot of churches choose to do groups because they just wanna add that to their repertoire of things for you to get involved in. That's not how we do things here. No, small groups are the heart and the backbone of One Life Church. In other words, we are not a church with small groups, we are a church of small groups. And that is important for you to understand because if there's only one thing that we would ever do as a church, it would be life-giving community with one another. And we're really excited because we just launched our small group semester this past Sunday. So it's not too late for you to join a group. All the information is on our website at olc.church. If you're not in a group, listen, man, life is lived better together. And if you don't believe that, go back and listen to last week's message because I talked a lot about how it's time for together and what God's word says about the power of community. All right. So a couple other things, you guys, all our small groups in the summer lead up to an event that I want everybody to mark your calendars for. Even if you're pretend with me, even if you got to like write it down in the air. All right. Serve day, serve day. Just pretend with me. Serve day. When does that happen? It happens Saturday, July 10th. What is serve day? Great question. It's a day where we come together as a church and as a community to join honestly with hundreds and thousands of other churches around the globe for what we call Global Serve Day. It's an opportunity, you guys, for us just to simply be the hands and feet of Jesus. So what does it look like? It looks like all our small groups coming together and basically coming up with your own felt need. So like if you're in the co-ed softball small group, as you guys are meeting and as you're closing out, you guys need to be discussing, hey, on Serve Day, what are some things that we 
could do. Like, what are the felt needs? Is there a widow in our, in our neighborhood that we know that we could go and cut her grass or maybe take her groceries? And there's so many different things that you could do. And in fact, the whole small group doesn't have to come together around the one thing. Like, if you've got a group of 20, you can break off, you five do this, you five do that, whatever it may look like. So if you're wondering, like, hey, what are some ideas? Well, like, can I encourage you to go to olc.church and click on the button that looks like that. This is Serve Day. It's going to open up a web page for you. And it's going to answer a lot of questions. It's got a lot of things, like a lot of cool ideas as far as different things you can do. One easy thing is like if you just wanted to go to a park and, ha- and hand out waters all day to people, but just doing it in the name of Jesus and just say, hey, Jesus loves you. And so do we. Is it about cutting the grass? Is it about the water? No, it's about pointing people to Jesus so people can experience the love of God and the value that God has for their life through you. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, listen, if you'll do this, even if it's just five minutes on that day or even 10 minutes, if you'll do it, something magnificent will happen in your heart. It'll change you. It'll fire you up and you will realize that it is better to give than it is to receive. And for those who have been a part of Survey in the past, can I hear a good amen from you this morning? Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, so that's the things I wanted to remind you about. You're going to hear more about that as we continue in the weeks to come. But I just want to remind you guys, we are a message note taking church. What does that mean? It simply means we love to take notes here at One Life Church because my job, honestly, isn't just to inspire you and to encourage you on a Sunday. All of that is important, but I'm not doing my job. If I'm not giving you some practical tools of how you can live out Christianity, in other words, how you can live out your relationship with God and enjoy the best summer ever. All right, so we're jumping into this. This series, by the way, isn't like a topical series. This series is going to be kind of what I call a standalone. Every Sunday, it's just going to be a different message on a different topic. And in a few weeks, you're going to get to hear from some special guests, uh, pastors of mine who planted churches along with me and some of my overseers. So I'm really excited. But today, I'm excited about this topic. But before we jump into it, I just need you to participate because listen, church is more fun when you follow along and you're a part of it, okay? So everybody turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to have the best summer ever. Okay, some of y'all aren't so convinced of that. You're like, it's time of the best summer ever. Can we try that again? Come on, turn to your second choice and say, it's time to have the best summer ever. Come on, that's more like it. Guys, I believe that if we're going to have the best summer ever, we've got to find more rest and have less stress. Can I get a better amen, somebody? So I want to ask you a question this morning. Have you ever been stressed? Come on, if you've ever been stressed, raise your hand. Come on, if you're not raising your hand, you know you're lying right now, right? In fact, some of you are stressed just because I asked you to raise your hand. They're like, oh my God, stressing me out, Pastor. Please stop with this participation. Listen, all of us have been stressed at one time or another. In fact, if you're honest, I don't know your situation, but if you were honest today, you may say, you know what, Pastor Ed, I'm really stressed out. And I don't know what it might be. Maybe it's because you've said yes to way too much and your schedule is so overwhelmed. You feel like you can barely pull up just to take a breath Monday through Sunday. I don't know if you're financially stressed today where you honestly feel like maybe there's just so much more month than there is money. I don't know if today you're stressed out because Monday's coming and you have an emotionally abusive, insecure boss and you just don't want to go to work because you don't want to have to deal with more pain and more of that just whatever is... Venom may be spewed out of his or her mouth. 
I don't know, maybe you're watching us online and you're at the beach today, wink, wink, and you've graduated high school and you're sitting there thinking, well, now what? What I do? Like the world tells me I should have it all figured out by now. The world's asked me since I was three years old, what do I wanna be when I grow up? And here I am just graduated and I have no idea what I wanna be when I grow up. I wanna throw my hands up. I'm still trying to figure it out myself. <laughs> but maybe you're stressed because the world has put so much pressure on you. Maybe some of you are stressed because you know you have that dentist appointment this week and you think you might have that cavity and the last thing you want is that long needle that just keeps going like that and that <laughs> drill. Anybody else stressed out about the dentist? Am I the only one? Sorry if I'm causing any panic or anxiety about that today. I don't know what you're stressed about today, but I want to remind you that the truth is, the fact is, my friends, stress is just a fact of life. Dealing with stress, it's something that we're just gonna have to learn to live with from time to time. Why? Because we live in a broken world. In fact, some of you are going, wait a minute, hold up, Pastor Red. I mean, every pastor in every church has always taught me that once you give your life to Christ, it's like perfect. Like my mind and my emotions just kind of fade away into this oasis of perfection of la-la land. Beautiful rainbows and unicorns. I'm never going to have any more problems or be stressed out anymore. That's a lie. In fact, that's not even in God's word. In fact, Jesus Christ, the son of God, even spoke this. Check this out, you guys. John 16, 33. Jesus said, here on earth, where do we live, everybody? On earth, last time I checked. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Man, aren't you glad you woke up to come to church today? Like, hey, Red, I was looking forward to being encouraged and inspired. And you're already starting it all, telling me I'm going to have many trials and sorrows. Yeah, Jesus said, you're going to have every reason to be stressed out while you're on this planet. But take heart. I love this, take heart. In other words, it means be courageous to work through the difficulties. Why? Because here's the good news. You ready? Look at the good news. Jesus Christ said, because I, the son of God, the savior of the world, the Messiah, I have overcome the world. And that's a great place to say amen. Thank you for the one person. What is Jesus saying? He said, hey guys, we've got to keep the right perspective and realize and remember that although our troubles, although our sorrows, although our stress and anxiety and worries that we carry, although they seem great, you need to remember one thing, that I am greater and that the spirit who raised me from the dead now lives in you as a son or daughter of the living God and God can empower you to help you through the difficulties and through the stress. And so today what I wanna simply do is I simply wanna help you handle stress. I'm going to teach you how to do it according to God's word, because it's not a matter of if we're going to be stressed. It's simply a matter of when we're going to be stressed. And so if we're ever going to have the best summer ever, guys, we've got to learn how to find some rest and enjoy less stress. So before I answer the question of how, guys, I think it's honestly important that we understand the causes. Like what in the world causes stress in my life? I think that's an important question to ask. Well, one of the leading causes is this. Check this out. The world is offering you more than it has ever before. It is just a simple truth that the world is offering us more than ever before. Think about it. Everywhere you go, turn on the radio, turn on the TV. Anybody turn on the radio anymore? I don't know. Is that a thing? Everybody's on MP3s, right? But no matter where you go, Amazon, YouTube, Pinterest, social media, infomercials, commercials. What are they selling you? Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you depressed? Are you down and out? What you need? Oh, you need a vacation. 
from your life. You need a car. You need a house. You need a wife. You need a spouse. You need a boyfriend. You need a girlfriend. You need a diet pill. You need a retirement plan. You need a 401k. You need a boat. You need a camper. It never ends. And the world and our culture is telling you, work more, work hard, buy more, buy more, make more. And the world is selling you a lie. It's saying that your life will be better with more. And I'm here to tell you that more doesn't always equal better. If you're not careful, more, what does it equal? It equals broke. Broke family, broke marriage, broken home broken relationships, if you're not careful. See, the truth of this lifestyle of gotta have more, gimme, 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 my name is Jimmy. Like the truth of this whole idea is that it's not giving us anymore, it's actually taking things from us. It's taking our time. It's taking our resources. It's depleting us emotionally, mentally, physically. It's affecting our mental health. In fact, if you're honest today, There's a verse in scripture I'm about to share with you. You'd be like, man, this is exactly how I feel. Look at this, Job chapter nine, verse 25. It says, my days, they go by faster than a, everybody say this word out loud, they go by faster than a runner. By the way, we're gonna use this kind of metaphor throughout the day. They go fast, faster than a runner. In other words, what does it mean? It's saying every day I feel like I'm running all over the place. These days, they're just flying away without me seeing any joy. If you're honest today, some of you are like, man, that's the story of my life. And I just want you to know if that's you today, God wants to write a different story for your life. God wants you to experience joy, my friends. And so my hope today is to help you take a step to bring some joy back into your life. I wanna start with this question, look at this. Guys, why are we so busy? Look at this question. Why are we so busy? Like if you were to ask somebody, man, how you doing? Here's the typical response. Man, I'm busy. Yeah, I'm busy too. Like, am I the only one that anytime you're in a conversation, like the first time the thing that comes out of my mouth, how you doing? Oh, I'm busy, man. I'm just so busy. I'm, I'm busy, busy, busy. I'm like, yeah, like, really? So here's the question. Why in the world, if that's our response with every conversation in America in our culture day, why are we so busy? You ready for this? It's because we have too many choices. We have too many choices. The experts call it choice anxiety, choice anxiety. Guys, am I the only one that remembers when you would go to a coffee shop, you could order coffee black or with cream and sugar? (laughs) Have you seen how many options there are these days? There are grande, quad, non-fat, one pump, whip mochas. I'm like, what in the world is that? Too many choices. In fact, if you leave here and you just go north on Caldwell Boulevard, in one mile, you will have passed 30 different restaurants. Think about that for a minute. How many choices you have. In fact, if you haven't been to Cheesecake Factory in a while, which I haven't, and cheesecake sounds amazing right now, have you seen the Encyclopedia Britannica they put on the table when you order? You guys, it's 21 pages long. There's over 250 choices. It takes you an hour to decide what you want to eat at Cheesecake Factory. And don't even get me started on the Boise Fry Company. I don't know if you've eaten there lately. Their claim to fame is because of how many different fries they have and how many different sauces they have. You can choose over 100,000 different variations of how you can eat your French fry. I'm like, I just want a potato, man. Can you fry up a potato? That's all I need. And give me some ketchup or some fry sauce, please. I don't eat all this other stuff. 
And think about social media. You guys, I know we think of the main ones, Facebook and Instagram, but did you know that there are over 101 different social media platforms that the world is trying to get you to buy into to keep you busy? Netflix, let's not even start on Netflix. Well, we got over 15,000 videos on Netflix. Hulu, Disney Plus, Discover Plus. Man, when we sit down and we're trying to find a movie, it takes us, we only have maybe an hour. It takes us an hour to try to figure out what we want to watch. And at the end of the day, am I the only one? I just like, you know what, forget it. Like, let's not even watch something. Let's just whatever. There are way too many choices. This is one reason we're so stressed. Another reason, look at this, is there is too much social pressure. In other words, we're living the life everyone else wants us to live, and we're not living the life that we want to live. And so we're buying things with money we don't have to impress people we don't even like. And here we are stressed. Another reason is we believe that we can have it all. Put that on the screen, my friend. We believe that we can have it all. In other words, we bought into the great philosopher queen. I want it all. I want it all, I want it all, and I want it now. <laughs> I'll be here all night, man. Try the veal. It is great. We get what we want when we want it and how we want it. Even if it costs us our family, even if it costs us our marriage, even if it costs us our mental, emotional, physical health, even if it costs us our entire lives, we don't care. We want it, we want it, and we're gonna get it however we want it. This is why we're so stressed. Here's one more reason. Not only have we believed that we can have it all, here's the last reason. We believe that we can do it all. And so we say yes to everything and everyone. We say yes to this, yes to this, yes to this, yes to this. And next thing you know, mental picture, are you seeing this right now? No wonder I'm stressed. I've said yes mentally. I've said yes emotionally. I've said yes physically. And I've said yes financially. And I'm being pulled apart because I'm, I don't know how to say no. I think I believe the lie that I can do it all. And the reality is, my friend, you can't. It's impossible to do it all. It's costing your health. It's costing you your marriage. It's costing you everything. And I just, I'm here to tell you and remind you today that there is a better way to live. There's hope, there's joy, and there is peace available to you today through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. But not only through that, there are some things, my friends, that God wants us to experience, but we've got to take the steps in order to experience them. In other words, we've got to buy into some of God's principles and into some of God's truths. We've got to believe them first before we can even begin to apply them to our life. So what I want to do today on the front end is I want to give you three beliefs that, that if you want to live a stress-free life or a find rest, less stress type of life, these three truths you've got to believe in. And then I'm going to close with some opportunities of how we can actually apply these truths to our lives. So Let's look at the first truth that we need to believe. And that is, guys, the first truth that all of us need to buy into today is that it is better to have less of what doesn't matter and more of what does. Guys, we've got to believe that less is best. The problem is we're Americans, man. We don't want to buy into that. Are you kidding? Many of us don't believe that. Why? Because if $1 is good, come on, two is better, right? Amen? Come on, don't get religious on me. If one Krispy Kreme donut is good, oh, baby, two Krispy Kreme donuts are better. Amen. amen. I got an amen on that one. Thank you. 
If one car is good, two cars is better. If one kid is good, two kids are, you're like, <laughs> no, I don't think so, pastor. I'm not falling for that one. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to grow this church through kids and all this mental manipulation. I don't think so. No, that's not what I'm doing. Guys, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse six, guys, better one handful with peace and tranquility. But wait, 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 pastor, I got two hands. I mean, I got two hands here. Yeah, but better is one with peace than what? Than two with toil, stress, anxiety, anxious living, and chasing after, at the end of the day, things that really don't even matter. So not only is it better to have less, my friends, it is better, look at this, to live by design and not by default. It's better to live by God's design than by default. And you've heard me say this before, but guys, there are two great days in your life. There's the day that you were born. Aren't you thankful? I'm thankful because if I wasn't born, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be breathing. I wouldn't be experiencing all the incredible things that God is doing right now. But there's a second day. That's the greatest day. And that is the day you discover why you were born. Think about it. I just need you to understand that once you discover why you were born, then all of a sudden you discover your purpose, you discover your design. Why is that important? Because your design will reveal your destiny. This is the truth of God's word. My friend, you were created on purpose for a purpose. And that purpose was to make a difference with your life. And I'm here to tell you, sociologists will tell you that your life will never be satisfied until you discover it. It just won't. In fact, look at Ephesians 2.10, the Passion Translation. Even before we were born, this is huge, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works that we would do to fulfill it. Did you notice that? Before you were born, before I was born, God had a plan for your life. You know what that means? It means God had something for you to do, and then guess what he did? He created you. In other words, God didn't go, whoops, oh, you're a mistake, my bad. What am I going to do with him? I don't know. Let's try to figure it out. No. God had something specifically designed for you to do and for you to fulfill, and then he created you to fulfill it. I need you to understand today that we're all designed, coming back to that metaphor of running, we're all designed to run a race, but there's the truth. Not all of us are designed to run in every single different direction. Imagine this for a moment. I know it's not football season, but I love football. Could you imagine for a moment if the 11 players on your favorite football team lined up and they had no idea where the goal line was? Think about that for a moment. Quarterback, nobody has a clue. I don't know where the goal line, you know where it is? I don't know, I don't have a clue what we're doing out here, but let's just try to figure it out. Last guy just said, hey, say hut, hike, and all right, let's do that. Hut, hike, and pull back, and you're gonna get cremated because all your team's going different ways. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing out here. It's going to be chaos. But what happens when all 11 of your favorite football team, Auburn Tigers, War Eagle, amen. <laughs> what happens when they come together and they know where the goal line is? And every single person on that team knows exactly what they need to do to move that ball down the field to get past that defense so that they can score, so that they can win a championship. What's going to happen when they know the goal line? What's going to happen when they know their vision? What's going to happen when they know their purpose? They're going to win a championship, which I think they've only done once, but I'm just saying, your football team, whoever it is, they're going to win championships. 
That's just what, that's the byproduct of knowing your vision. And the problem is, as we relate this to our life, the problem is, you guys, many of us don't know where the goal line of our life is. We don't have vision for our life. In fact, it's not in the notes, but Proverbs 29, 18 basically says that you will stumble all over yourselves if you don't have vision from God, if you're not hearing or seeing what God has in store for you. You'll be stressed out. There's stressful living where there's no vision. And so because we have no vision, we don't know how to prioritize our life. And I'm going to give you this statement because it's so powerful. You need to understand this. If you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. Let that sink in for a second. Everybody's got a plan for your life. Credit card's got a plan for your life. School has a plan for your life. The government has a plan for your life. Your family members have a plan for your life. Wait, wait, you're stepping on toes this morning. I know. Guys, all I'm trying to say is if, if you're not living by God's given design and purpose in your life, then you're living by default. In other words, you're living by everybody else's plan and purpose that they want for your life. That's a dangerous place to live. And that's why as a church, what do we do to try to help you in this? Well, we have a class that we call Discover. What is Discover? It's honestly, it, it's, our, it's our membership event that we do on the fourth Sunday of every month. And we're starting this on June 27th at 4 p.m. Not only is it some place where you can come and hear the vision of our church and what it would look like for you to be a part, but more than that, we're also helping you take a step toward discovering your purpose, discovering your why. We want to help you discover your God-given design, and we'll take you through some what they call spiritual gifts assessment. It's not weird. It's just on paper. It's multiple choice. And then we'll take you through a personality profile to help just kind of be a catalyst or just maybe a little step to help you understand your design. Why? Because your design reveals your destiny, and you need to know your destiny. You need to live by design, not by default. I'm telling you, life is better lived on purpose. Just trying to give you some principles so you can find some rest and have less stress in your life. It's better to have less. It's better to have less. Number two, it's better to live by design. Here's the third belief that you got to buy into if you ever want to experience the best life that God has for you is that it's better to get the right things done, not more things done. It's better to get the right things done, not more things done. In other words, it's about living intentionally. I love this verse out of Proverbs 17, 24. Look at this. It says, an intelligent person, somebody who's wise, what do they do? They aim at wise action. They're focused on doing the right things. But a fool, well, hey, they start off in many directions. Like They don't know where they're going. They don't know what they're doing. Why? Because they don't have any vision for their life. In fact, their status symbol of success for the fool is stress. Stress. Well, Pastor Ed, I, I want to be wise. I don't want to be a fool. I want to be wise. In fact, I actually believe these truths that you're giving me today. So how do I apply these truths in my life? How do I find rest and have less stress? Well, I'm going to give you three things. If you're taking note, write these down. But I want to start with this verse out of Hebrews 12.1. Let us, everybody say us. It's a community effort. Let us do what? Throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and instead let us, here's the metaphor again, let us run with perseverance. Whose race? The race who is marked out for us. So what is this verse basically telling us? It's basically saying, hey guys, we all need to have a process of get ridding, getting rid of the weights 
and the things that are holding us down and getting rid of the weights and the things that are causing so much stress in our lives. So, okay, what does it look like? Here you go. First thing. Number one, write this down. Evaluate. I need to evaluate my life. Not everybody else's lives. Not social, social or Instagram's lives. No, I need to evaluate my life. What does that mean? It means, guys, I just simply need to take inventory. I need to take inventory. I need to take at least five minutes a day. And, and if you're married, you can do this by yourself. You can do this with your spouse. I, I'd encourage you, if you're married, to do this with your spouse. But take five minutes and ask yourself this question right here. Am I in the right activities? Am I in the right activities? In other words, am I doing what I should be doing? That is the question. I love this prayer we get from David in Psalm 39, verse 4 through 5. Look at this. David said, listen, Lord, will you remind me, please, God, how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and that my life is fleeing away. He goes on to say, my life is no longer the width of my hand, an entire lifetime. It's just a moment to you, God. In fact, human existence is but a breath. James 4.14 would tell us in the New Testament that, hey, our life is but like a mist. It's a vapor. It's here one moment, and then it's gone the next. Now, listen, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer this morning, but I need you to understand something, my friends. Our days, they're numbered. Guys, it's healthy to be reminded from time to time that life, life is short. Why? Because it puts things into perspective for us, doesn't it? It helps bring clarity around, honestly, what's really important. And so when I'm evaluating my life, I'm going to give you just, just something on the screen here you can take a look at. I call this my dashboard. Look at it. It's like a dashboard on a car, right? If you're, if you're driving your car, you want to know, okay, I've got this much gas in my car. If I'm driving my wife's car, it's always on E. I've got to go and fill it up always. No offense to my wife who's serving the kids. Be careful, brother. <laughs> but you got your gas gauge. You got your oil gauge. You got your temp gauge. You got your speedometer. You got all those gauges, right? Well, this is kind of the same thing. This is kind of your dashboard of life. And what you want to do is, at least this is what I do, and you don't have to do this. I'm not putting this on you. I'm just trying to give you something practical to take home. Is that for me, I scale things from one to five. Like five being incredible, one being not good at all, three being uh, right there in the middle. And so I'll look at this dashboard, and you know, obviously God, I'm talking about my relationship with God. So when I'm evaluating, taking five minutes, I'm kind of like, man, how's my time with God been? I'm a pastor. That should be a five, right? Well, not all the time. Because a lot of times as a pastor or even leader or even Christian, let's be honest today. A lot of times we can do things for God but not do them with God. And there's no different than me standing on this fly. I, I fall into the same trap. So it's important for me to look at my time with the Lord and be like, Lord, how am I doing there? Because that's important. I want to make sure that gas tank is all the way full. Because if that one is, everything else kind of seems to trickle through it. So how's my marriage? How's my family doing? How's my time with my kids or my son? Am I just going to work and coming home and not really spending time and just putting them to bed and, you know, say, see you later. And then three weeks later, you know, I'm still doing the same thing. Like work, like am I at the office all the time or, or am I actually, you know, involved? Am I making a difference with my life? Am I serving on the dream team? Like what does that look like? Where, you know, am I part of serve day? Like how does that, you know, rank in technology? I'm more or less talking about like social media. Facebook, Instagram, like how am I doing with my computer time? And is that healthy? Social attitude, you get the rest. Finances, creativity, and physical. I've been working really hard on physical since February, and uh, I'm, I'm still not where I want to be. But these are my dashboards. These are the things that if I'm saying, hey, evaluate your life daily, this is, this, these could be some good tools 
for you to use. They help me. But here's the thing. Now that you're evaluating your life, you ready for this? The real work actually begins. This is the easy part. The hard work, and by the way, it is a little difficult. And if it were easy, everybody would do it. But it's not. It takes a little bit of discipline and investment and consistency and, you know, you taking a step to do it. But this, here's the next thing you need to do is after you evaluate, number two, now it's time to say no to some things. Well, we're Americans and our culture, we don't say no to nothing. All right, we're supposed to say yes to everything. In other words, what am I saying? I, I need you to make some tough decisions. Guys, one of the most powerful, life-changing words that I ever learned as a kid growing up in the church was the word no. You know, it's amazing how, you know, spiritually we make the word yes. Like, yes, 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 and no. Oh, you can't say no to anything. No, the word no is actually a holy word from God. But let's be honest, it is tough to say no, isn't it? Am I the only one? Why? Why is it tough to say no? Because we want everybody to like us. We want to make everybody else happy. We don't want to offend anybody. No, I got to say yes to them. But here's what you're saying. By saying yes to everything else, the reality is what you're doing is you're actually saying no to a lot more important things, which are your health, mentally, physically, emotionally. You're saying no to your family. You're saying no to a lot of things that are really important. And I need you to understand one thing, that self-care is one of the best gifts you can ever give yourself. You listen to me? I'm starting to learn this myself. Self-care is one of the most healthy things you can do for yourself. It is not selfish. You're just simply being a good steward of the gift that God gave the world. What's that gift? You. You can't help anybody else if you're not taking care of yourself. And it's important to learn how to say no. So one of the most difficult, <laughs> I'm not going to say it was the most difficult, but let me rephrase that. It was when I was thinking through and talking to my wife about different things as a family, because that's kind of the season we're in. Um, been married 15 years, got a 13-year-old kid who's awesome. His name is Max. He's serving you in kids this morning. And uh, one of the things we decided as a family that we were going to say no to, and it was sleepovers. Like we just decided as a family that we were never going to do sleepovers. And there's a lot of reasons to that, that I won't get into super detail, but there was sexual abuse in our family. And some of that came from church leaders and other people. And so we decided early on, we weren't going to do sleepovers. Now for me, I'm just going to be honest. When I would do a sleepover as a kid, it was the first time that I ever experienced everything that I shouldn't experience. I experienced my first pornographic magazine. I experienced my first pornographic video. I had my first drink from the parents' alcohol that the kid had hidden in his room, and we did that, and, you know, the list can go on. And so because Linda and I have made this decision at times and in seasons of our life, it's made us pretty unpopular with parents specifically. Because let's be honest, like, it's like, oh, you know, people take offense to that, and it's like, listen, it's not you, it's, it's us. We're the ones with the issue. Okay, but this is the choice that we made to say no. Why? Because this is what brings peace, safety, security, and boundaries in our home. 
So I'm just saying, we're not going to fall under the pressure of trying to make everybody else happy. So listen, you don't have to do that. I'm not putting that on you, but that's just a thing for our family. I'm just saying, pray about it. Ask God, evaluate. But at some point, you're going to have to say no to some things. And it's not always easy. So why do we do this? Because look at this statement. Guys, if you'll learn to say no, you'll trade popularity for respect. If you'll learn to say no to some things, you will trade popularity for respect. And not only over time have we gained respect from some parents and people we've done life with, but we're gaining the respect of our son as he gets older and he's starting to see the world through a different lens of what is out there. And I'm just saying. So David goes on. He gives us a verse in Psalm 90, 12 that I think is a great prayer. God, not only do I need you to teach us the number of our days, I need to recognize how few they are. Yes, but here's the key verse. Don't miss this. But help me to spend my days as I should. In other words, you need to get to the place where you're saying, God, I need help to say no to some things. Because, Lord, it is really easy to want to make everybody else happy and to say yes to everything. But, Lord, I'm not here to win a popularity contest. I'm not here to be friends with the world. I'm not here to be the world's hero. No, no, no. I'm here to be my family's hero. And I'm asking you to help me. Give me the wisdom by the power of the Spirit of God that lives in me as a son of God. Lord, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom of the things I should say no that will allow me to have less stress and to find rest. Y'all getting anything out of this this morning? Guys, I'm just trying to give you some practical tools to find rest, less stress. We've got to evaluate our life daily. Secondly, we've got to eliminate some things in our life. We've got to make some tough decisions and say no. Here's the third thing, and then we'll close on this point. Now it's time for us to focus on what matters most. So here's the question. What matters most? What matters most? Is it working harder and longer at the job to make your boss a little bit happier so that maybe, just maybe, you'll get that promotion so that you'll have just a little bit more money to go buy more things that are eventually just going to end up in your closet for a yard sale in six to nine months. Is that what's most important? Is what's most important saying yes to everything and everyone at the expense of your mental, physical, emotional health? Like, is that really what's important? Guys, I'm telling you, out of all the things that are most significant, out of all the things that I could think of, honestly, that would bring you life and help you find less stress and find rest, that is the most significant life-changing thing. Out of everything, you ready for this? It's not going to surprise you. Here it is. What matters most? It's a relationship with God through his Son, Jesus Christ. It's a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. Why? Because my friend, listen to me. You will never experience the life that you've been looking for in this culture and doing things the world way. You will never find the love, the hope, and the peace that you're looking for. Now listen, you can do things the world's way if you want to. In fact, I've done them. They don't work. You can do them. You can try them. Go for it. You're always going to find out that is going to fail you. In other words, it's never going to satisfy. In fact, the only thing that will ever satisfy your soul in a significant way is Jesus Christ. Jesus said this in John 10, 10. Listen, I have come. Why? So that you can have life 
and life to the full. So what do we do? What do we do? Look at what God tells us. Matthew 6, 34. Guys, I just simply want you to give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Don't look at the rest of the verse yet. Stop. Give your attention to what God is doing right now, in this moment. Focus on what matters. What matters most in this moment? What matters most in this moment is that we take a step a little bit closer to God through his son, Jesus, that we come into a relationship with God. Why? Look, if you focus on what matters most in this moment and you don't get worked up and don't get stressed out about what may or may not happen tomorrow, because when you're in a relationship with God, look at this, God will help you deal with the stress. He didn't say you wouldn't have stress. He said, no, no, no. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Because stress comes in seasons, doesn't it? It's like a wave at the ocean. It's one here moment, it's out the other. It's in one moment, it's out the other. God's saying, hey guys, I will help you live this thing out. I will help you apply this message to your life. Jesus goes on to say in Matthew 11, 28, 30, and this is our last verse. Hey, One Life Church, those who are joining us online, would you just take a moment and just be honest with me? Look at what he says. He asks you some questions. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion or this world system of trying to earn righteousness and do the right things and do enough good so maybe, just maybe, when I die, I just have enough good to outweigh the bad? Stressed out on all that? What does Jesus say? We just come to me. Just come. Come to me. What does he say? Get away with me. Come into a relationship with me and my father. Why? Look what it says. Because you'll recover your life. In fact, I'll show you how to take a real rest. If you'll walk with me and focus just on what matters most, if you'll seek me first. Look at this. And work with me. Just, just sit back, relax, and watch. Just watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I'm never going to lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. In fact, if you ever feel anything that's heavy or, or, or these weights on your life from a pastor or from a church, I'm telling you that is not from Jesus Christ. Look, I won't lay anything heavy. Nothing ill-fitting on you. Man, just come do life with me. Keep company with me. Come and let's have a relationship together. Why? Because there you'll learn to live freely and lightly. In other words, you'll learn to have less stress and you'll find some rest. Guys, if we're ever going to have the best summer ever, it begins... It begins with a relationship with God. And it would honestly be my honor to introduce you to Jesus this morning by praying for you. Will you bow your head and close your eyes all across the room? Nobody looking around. We'll be here just another few moments. I want to pray for everyone here. God, I thank you for the men and women and those who are joining us online today. I thank you. God, this is a divine moment that you orchestrated. There are a lot of people 
God, if they're just being honest, they're dealing with stress, they're stressed out. It's affecting their emotional health, their mental health, God, their physical health. It's affecting their relationships, their marriage, their home. And God, I'm just praying today that you would just begin to depart into them the wisdom that comes from you into their spirit. Their eyes would be open today to maybe see clearly for the first time that less, less really is best. And that God, that you really did call me to live by design because you have a purpose for my life. God, I'm praying that you open their eyes so that they could truly see, God, that it's not about doing more things, that it's simply about doing the right things. And God, as they begin to believe this and and receive this, I'm praying, God, that you would give them the wisdom and really, God, just the discipline and just for them to take a step toward God just evaluating their life, taking inventory of their life and showing them, God, the things that honestly are most important that they need to say no to so they can say yes to what's really important and which life truly flows from, and that is a relationship with you. So all across this room with every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody's looking around. If you're here today and you know, man, I'm not in a relationship with God. In fact, God is distant. He seems far. Maybe you're here today and you feel the weights of the world of guilt and shame. I want you to know that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to deliver you from that, to give you freedom, to give you life and fulfillment. And it only comes by receiving the free gift of God, which is Jesus Christ. In Christ alone, it's called grace. It's not works. It's not, you can't earn this. You simply receive it. His name is Jesus. And if you want to receive the gift of Jesus today and experience eternal life and have your name written in heaven so when you die, because you know life is short, that you're going to spend eternity with him. But more than that, that you can spend and, and, and experience heaven on earth. Like, if you want to do that, I want to lead you in a prayer. In fact, some of you here today, you've never made that decision, but some of you today are online. You're like, I did it one time, but I walked away. I got so busy and I, on my scale, on that dashboard of my relationship with God, I'm at a zero. But today you're like, no more, man, today I'm recommitting my life to Christ. Whoever you are, wherever you are joining us today, it would be my honor to lead you in a prayer because it's not about the words. It's about a heart that connects with God. God basically said, if you believe and will just confess with your mouth that God sent Jesus and raised Jesus from the dead to pay for your sin, says you'll be saved. You'll experience life. It's a miracle. If you're here today or online, could I just encourage you? Come on, right now in this moment, every head bowed, every eye closed. Will you raise your hand? Be so bold all across this room, all across this room. Come on, today's the day. Now is the time. You're not promised tomorrow. Online joining us, anyone. God bless you. You can put your hands down. Would everybody say this prayer like this and just, if you say it, just mean it with all your heart and just say, God, thank you for Jesus. In fact, thank you for wanting to have a relationship with me. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe that he died, that he rose again to pay for my sin. Today, God, I ask you to forgive me, to change me. Come live on the inside of me by the power of your Holy Spirit. Help me to make a difference with my life. Today, I give you everything. I give you my life and I declare you as my Lord and my Savior, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen. Hey, One Life Church family and those joining us online, can we put our hands together and celebrate with the lives that have been changed today? Come on, let them know you love them. 